show that's going to kick some ass. OzFest 2004, starring the original Black Sabbath with Ozzy Osbourne, Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler, and Bill Ward. And that's just the start. Recall about a reunited Judas Priest with Rob Halford and Slayer, Slipknot, Hatebreed, Lamb of God, and more. Tickets go on sale this Saturday morning at 10. OzFest, presented by YJ Stinger, the official energy drink of OzFest. Brought to you by PlayStation 2. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pregaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. 100 episodes. Well, that's a milestone. I think I'm more proud of the fact that I haven't missed a week since this thing started. So on Mondays and Wednesdays leading up to the normal Thursday release of an episode, I've got this little ticket stub that I use to tease the next episode. There's some Easter eggs on there that are related to this concert that we're going to talk about. So I'll kind of talk about those things that are on there during this episode. And we are not going to treat this milestone by looking back over the course of the podcast. We're actually going to celebrate it because this episode is going to revolve around the OzFest 2004, including Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Slayer, and Black Label Society show that I saw on July 24th, 2004 at Fiddler's Green Amphitheater in Greenwood Village, Colorado. I'm welcoming five other people, and these five people were at this show with me. So I've got Mike. Hey, Mike. Sorry, Brad. No worries. I'm here. You're, I'm on, here. you're on mute. You're here. Andy. Hello. Brad C. Brad R. Brad R. I'm here. Matt. Present. And JJ. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> I'm here, man. So if this is the birth of Slamfest as we know it today, back on episode 52, which was Ozfest 1999, Mike put it so eloquently that that was the hookup. <laughs> Remember that, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and then on yeah. episode 46, which was OzFest 98, which my brother and I went to, I guess that would be the glance from across the room before, before, <laughs> before the hookup, if this is the birth. So anyway, with regards to the planning of this show, so I went back and looked at the OzFest tour dates, guys, and tried to get a feel for how did we choose this one. But so Nissan Pavilion in Bristol, Virginia, which was close to me, in Baltimore, was July 18th and a Sunday. Sandstone, it went to Sandstone, it was August 10th, which was a Tuesday. And then the Tweeter Center in Camden, New Jersey, Mike, which is where we went to that OzFest uh, with Matt, was a Thursday. And then this one was a Saturday. So my guess is, thinking back on that, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's why we chose it obviously brad you were living in in denver at the time jay where were you living were you in tulsa or were you in colorado springs what year was it 2004 yeah i was in tulsa okay all right so 
I think I, I, my guess is that it was because it was a Saturday. And of course, Andy, you were in Salt Lake. Yes. So with regards to trying to get everybody together, but that's my, that's my guess. And so my, my memory of ticket buying and Mike, you can probably lend some, some information to this, but I think you, Matt, and I had a conference call. Yep. (laughs) I was at work. (laughs) I was at work. I was working as well. I was in a pharmacy on a laptop, (laughs) on a computer back in an office, not working. I can tell you that. Yep. Yep. And I was just out in the middle of an office and I think, yeah, I had you on my speakerphone and I think Matt was working and he was, so we were trying to get, trying to get tickets. And it was one of those, you know, you just type in six and see what comes up. And of course, I think Mike, you hit the jackpot. Yeah. Well, I think we, initially we were all trying to get, you know, cheaper seats or, you know, we didn't want to pay a whole lot of money. And so we kept getting these terrible seats and at one time i just like i I just tried to get i upgraded and sure shit next thing you know we're whatever rows back pretty close to the center and i was like holy shit and i think i i was probably the poorest one at the time and i'm like hey if i'm willing to pay this everybody else probably will too Uh, but i remember we had to make an executive decision like oh shit are we gonna pay at that time, I think we paid 80 bucks, 100 bucks, you know, I mean, which was outrageous at the time, whatever it was. My, so it was Mike, way more my, than I'd ever paid before. Yeah. Mike, my ticket, my ticket stub says 133. 133, even more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I said, that was like, like my food budget for the month, probably back then. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Fuck it, man. We're It's priest. It's, you know, Sabbath, it's Black Label, it's Slayer, it's, yep. all, you know, let's do it, let's do it, and I was, like I said, I was poor as hell, but it's like, I don't care, I'll, I'll do it, I think, I, I was the one who had to get them, I had to put it on my credit card, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I told everybody, yeah, if you could pay me back as soon as possible, because there's no way in hell I can cover this, because <laughs> I had no money, I was a student, I was just, I just went back to school. It, uh, yeah, yep. And, uh, yeah, I was broke as hell. Yep, and, like, and you just you, you just happened to it. be the one that scored the yeah scored the tickets and had yeah, it. so that was interesting. Yep, I remember <laughs> that. So obviously, going through ninety nine episodes, I've had everybody on here on, and we've talked about different shows and all that type of stuff. And you know, we do you know kind of a quick background with the bands on the bill. Obviously, Judas Priest. I don't think anybody on here had seen them. Is that true? Brad, had you seen them before or no? Do you remember? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Not by the Yeah. Time. I think it was, that was the first, and I think that was the only band that none of us had seen that were, that were on the bill. So, so Brad, maybe quick background on Black Label, Slayer, Priest, Sabbath, just kind of how you got into, into those. Um, well, it started with Black Sabbath, um, like like everybody says. Um, yeah. Yep. It all stems from there. That's the root structure. But I don't know. All those bands in the 80s growing up, those were the bands. And they were all on one stage in one night. Other than yep. you know, Black Label came Sure. Later. Yep. But everybody knew who Zach was. So I, I can't think of a bad band on that bill at all. 
whoever arranged that, Sharon Osborne or whoever, they brought it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was by far, I think, the best Ozfest lineup that yeah. there was. Because if you think about it, and that was 2004, and all these bands were huge, you know, 70s, 80s. And now all the people that listen to those bands, other than Mike, had jobs and money. And uh, they can afford the tickets. And they were all on one stage in one night. That's good as it gets. Definitely. Definitely. Andy, I think all the bands... Just in a in a nutshell, you don't have to go through every single one, but maybe some some highlights of some background with you. All my all my background with Slayer, Priest, and Sabbath came from my brother ha- having the albums. I think I don't remember a Judas Priest album. I remember a Judas Priest tape. You're but... talking about Pete, right? Kevin. <laughs> 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 yeah, Kevin. Those guys had some good stuff, but no, yeah. I mean, otherwise it was I think Brad and Jay's trips to the to the records shop and and I just benefited from that. When it comes to black label, I think I can attribute a hundred percent of my black label fandom to Ullman. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's where I first heard of him. Wow, I got most of mine from Matt Matt Restoven. Yeah, yeah I blame <laughs> I blame Matt on that too. Yeah. He got me into him. It's Matt Roman, yeah. one of the two. <laughs> yeah. So Jay, how about you and that? I mean, the ones that we saw, obviously, BLS Slayer, Priest, Sabbath. Uh, I remember hanging out at the Cohen's place, and we uh, we take trips to Lincoln, Nebraska, and go to dirt cheap. Uh, the record store and dig through underground metal. Uh, and, you know, I don't think I was there, but Brad Cohen uh, got this, I think got the Slayer album, the first one. Show no, mercy. Uh, show no freaking mercy. And <laughs> I can remember having a nickname in eighth grade. People called me Slayer because I was such a fanatic. And so that was back in the day. Eighth grade for me was, Jesus, that was right when that thing came out. So there's that. And, you know, I don't know how we got into them. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess we, Brad, I guess we started talking about music or something. Then we started hanging out and then we formed a band. And, you know, we were, we started out as Crimson Death. And then we went to Obliviax, which was the, uh, that was an attempt to be more commercial, uh, to gain more commercial acceptance uh, in our eighth grade year (laughs) in Grand Island, Nebraska. We figured Crimson Death probably wasn't going to get it. But the early day, anyway, so we, you know, we were, all Brad Cohen ever wanted was a red flying bee. Uh, from what I remember when we were kids and finally he fucking got it and uh, I don't know I went to a pawn shop and got a I think I had a, like a bass guitar that looked like uh, the, the Gibson SG uh, I think I paid I don't know 60 bucks for it or something we formed a band um, so I mean that was just all of us uh, getting together 
and rocking out and then priest hit and we were uber fans the 83 us festival i remember that quite a bit um and ever since uh that you know the priest set on the 83 us festival was just freaking it was it was it was everything and so yeah i mean right in that time we were jesus uh, we were digging all that so Jay, I remember hearing a story about you calling, I think Brandeis. <laughs> and maybe Brad's laughing. Brad yeah. might remember that too. <laughs> yeah, we might have seen that because I was calling for the priest, man. That is the fucking beast. I remember we would walk into Brandeis and those poor ladies selling dresses had no idea what was coming through the store. <laughs> Just rabid heavy metal fucking maniacs is what we were at you know in lagoons and concert shirts <laughs> I, think, I think today today if we went into brandeis that would be labeled a terrorist attack yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just remember and matt was probably telling me the story but yeah jay called or went in there and said hey you got tickets for the beast that is the priest. I mean, <laughs> the look, the look on her face must have been just of terror. So yeah, we spared nobody. I mean, <laughs> if you weren't if you weren't on if you weren't on our level, then you just weren't worth it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, exactly. For, for Black Label though, I I I know it was Matt Restoven who yeah. uh, had that first for me. So and Matt, that's how I how got did... onto that. How did how did you come across the black label to begin with? <laughs> Probably, I, I don't know. I just liked Zach with Ozzy, so I figured this will be good. Yep, yep. So here, Matt, here's a question: the first album that you got, Black Label? Oh, just the first one. Strength, determination, merciless, forever. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, whatever that first one was. And then here's here's a question for the three old guys. Did you guys get into Sabbath with Dio first, or did you guys know the Ozzy stuff first? Dio, I know no, I know man. Matt's Ozzy. Matt's answer is Dio, but Brad and Jay, what did you Ozzy. guys do? Ozzy? Ozzy. Ozzy for Brad too. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, the only band on here that we saw that I haven't talked about, obviously, is Priest. And the main thing that I can remember about Priest is the, you know, that, I mean, the Hellion Electric Eye video that comes from that Memphis, Tennessee concert. And I, I mean, I think I saw some of that concert on MTV back in the day. And then obviously Matt, Matt had a Defenders of the Faith tapestry in his, <laughs> in his room. So that was, that was my exposure, but Turbo was probably my first actual purchase of priest yeah my Good. first experience with priest was probably uh oh what was up uh, uh fucking cable the the album's got the razor blade on british steel british fucking steel yeah, yeah. and i actually uh, i got in on um what was the other one with the motorcycle guy Hell bent for leather. Hell bent. Yeah, it was those two. That was okay. that was that, that, that's where I got in on the priest. I think you're right, Jay. I remember British Steel 
and then it seemed like we worked our way backwards. Yeah, so they've been they've been going for a while. So Olman, I think I didn't want to skip you. I'm trying to keep track. I'm trying to keep track of who I've who I've called on. So of the ones, yeah. So Mike, we obviously have talked about Sabbath and Black Label. Yep. And Slayer. So maybe Priest. Just talk about Priest. Priest for me, I'm pretty sure I was introduced to them at uh, Cohen's house. I was introduced to a lot of music over at the uh, Cohen household. Priest, Jay mentioned it earlier. One of the things that I remember uh, when he brought up that Us Festival video, holy hell, Halford coming out on the Harley, you know, the, the Marshall stack opened up, Halford coming out. I mean, that was huge. And then uh, at the time, I think Defenders had just been released recently and uh, i'll talk about that a little bit later too but um the uh the video uh what the hell do they have uh free will yeah, free, yeah, will, free burning will burn video yeah free will burn it was out in his, him like in a video game the arcade <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah the arcade game you know which was <laughs> big at the time uh yep. you know arcade game so uh, but that's what i remember us festival uh defenders just coming out and uh free will burning uh, out at Cohen's, uh, all on the Betamax. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the mic is so funny. You bring up the Free Will Burning video. I, I was actually watching that earlier today and had forgotten that kids playing pole position in an arcade <laughs> and they have a poster over the, the name pole position and it says Free Will Burning on it. <laughs> like that's Real the fancy, name of the right. video game. Yeah, very, very. I'm surprised they didn't get sued. Because it was the it was the <laughs> graphics for for uh, pole position, so funny stuff. So okay, so this show, so we're we're coming from all over the country. I'm coming from out in Maryland. Matt's coming from Omaha. Jay from Tulsa. Brad lives in Denver, so he had it easy. Andy had to drive from Salt Lake. How far was that drive, Andrew? I don't remember, but it's probably ten or twelve hours. I don't know. It's and- late. And it's through the mountains. Yeah. Or did you go right? Yeah. And then Mike, you were coming from Omaha too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Back there. Yeah. Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. So my memory is we just talk a little bit about Friday, but I think I got there first, <laughs> I, I believe. And I, I hit the bar and I think waited for Mike. <laughs> and I think Mike showed up. <laughs> yep. And and jo- maybe joined me at the bar. And my yep. sister picked us up because matt was coming in later andy was driving obviously and i think brad and jay were gonna show up at the hotel later so mike you want to tell the story of going to julie's <laughs> oh my god well you know so the, the conscientious uh, you know buddies we are I'm thinking about you guys I'm like hey let's go to the liquor store and get these guys we'll get some beer we'll get it all ready to go so when they get in we won't have to go to the liquor store or anything all right so we go julie takes the liquor store we get some beer we head back to julie's brad what did we throw on to listen to velvet revolver threw on velvet the Revolver. first album yeah uh, it just come know. out <laughs> hour or two later we realize we need to go back to the liquor store <laughs> realize when i say this we bought beer for everybody and brad and i had canned half of it already um and uh, literally you know like holy shit i mean we weren't driving julie was driving us around and we just we were ready for this weekend and uh we started early (laughs) (laughs) 
Barry. <laughs> make two trips to the liquor store before you guys even showed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so then I think, we, yeah, we went with her to get Matt, and then I think we went straight to the hotel from there. And you know, I feel so. I still kind of feel bad to this day because Julie was all lined up. If you guys remember this, she had our whole night planned for us. <laughs> And we ended up staying in the hotel room, ordering pizza, drinking beer. <laughs> so we ended up getting to the hotel. The greatest thing about the the hotel was, obviously, the rooms, they weren't connecting, I don't believe, but they were obviously right next to each other. But the one on the other side of it was a hallway to an exit, which was perfect for the, for the party room because... We probably would have gotten thrown out. <laughs> I I would think if if we didn't do that. So Jay, I you flew in. You were probably the last one. Brad, did you pick? You must have picked him up at the airport. I don't remember. I think you guys showed up, but I I hadn't. Jay, I hadn't seen you. This is two thousand four. I probably hadn't seen you in more than ten years. So yeah, isn't that I awesome? Yeah, I mean that first one. There was serious magic, you know what I mean. I mean we've done it every year since, but you know that first go round, it's like holy shit, it's a reunion, and then we we're going to see Slayer and Priest, and so it was just all good. Yeah, for sure. There was a lot of beer drank that night. I can tell you that there was. So Andy, our professional photographer, I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever compensated him for this but but i found the cd i dug the cd out that you had made for all of us and went through the pictures and holy hell yeah that uh <laughs> the pillars of madness that was no joke man i mean <laughs> jesus like four feet tall three deep <laughs> three feet wide it was yep. not a joke so yeah, the other thing I remember about Friday night, again, we I, we just ordered. I think there were pizza boxes and some of those pictures. We just hung out in the room, but that met that Judas Priest box set, uh, Metology, had just come out, and it had that bonus disc, which was there. Yeah, Mike's showing it right now on the screen, but it had that bonus disc from that screaming. <laughs> he had the studs on the on the side. Um, had that screaming show from Memphis from 82. And I think I put it in, and one of those pictures, yeah. it's hilarious. I have it in my computer and I have it hooked up to the TV. And I've got these little speakers <laughs> like that I brought with me that we could hook up to it so we could watch that show. But anyway, that's, uh, that's what we ended up doing Friday night. So we didn't hit the town. What hotel was that anyway? I have no idea, but it was right across. I mean, you walked out and we went across a field and we were at the venue. I just wonder if that hotel's still open after that. You know what? I almost thought I did an aerial shot on a map thing, Google Maps one time, and tried to find hotels around there. And I don't know if it's still there. Actually, Matt, didn't you look that up for a show we went to later on? Nope or it changed names. That maiden, yeah, that maiden. Yeah, the show, maiden, right? The seventh son recreated. Yeah, tour. we stayed yeah. at the same hotel, but it was it wasn't a Hilton. That was a like it a double tree else. or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same. It's the I think it was the same building. Yeah, there you go. So Saturday comes along, and I I remember 
that I, I, I think we were expecting not great weather. So I, I, I remember Andy had a car, obviously Brad had a car too, but Andy, we went poncho shopping. <laughs> I and, remember. <laughs> and struck out, right? It, and totally struck out. Yeah. I think Matt might've gone with us. Uh, I think we had breakfast and then we went poncho shopping and then we got back to the hotel room and I think it, shit was on like at noon. I mean, again, this is Ozfest, right? So this stuff's starting. I mean, hell, the show had started probably at 10 a.m. And I feel like shit got going right away. And I, I guess I don't remember if we called for the wake up call <laughs> or if J- there's a picture of Jay on the phone calling the front desk asking for like a four o'clock p.m. wake up call. <laughs> so so we could make our way over to the venue for for bls so i i remember that and then well yeah we can we can talk a little bit more about the the pre-gaming later on here in the in the episode but i guess mike the one thing i want to talk about is walking over to the venue how many times did we check that we that you had the tickets You remember uh, that? We do a ticket. T- oh, I remember in the hotel room, pulling them all out, showing everybody, putting them on the bed, taking a picture. <laughs> they were still connected. Yeah. Right. Yep. They were it's like they, a big accordion. I just kept <laughs> spreading them out and just kept going. It's like arms length wide open, holding these things and ticket check. Yeah. <laughs> Way over. I forgot about that. So you just brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I remember walking over across that field. I feel like we were, we got into like a football huddle mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I don't, and again, I don't remember what, if we were, you know, one, two, three priests, or I, I don't know what we were saying <laughs> when we were breaking, but I just remember the ticket checks over and over Check. as we were walking yep. over there. I think when we, the entrance, we were going in the second stage was like right there. And I think Slipknot was on the stage is what I'm, I have like this weird memory of, of that, of them. Because I think they were, I think they may have been headlining on the, on the second stage. So moving on to the show. So let's go through these bands that we saw. So Black Label Society was the first band we saw. Set list, Funeral Bell, Suffering Overdue, Stillborn, Stoned and Drunk and closed with berserkers so five only five songs and four of them were off of the blessed hell ride which had what come out i think the previous year so memories of black label andy it was daytime i remember that it It was was. it was light out we were I guess speaking for myself, but probably also applicable to everybody, we were very well uh, pre-gamed. Very well lubed up. Yeah, very lubed up. Goodness. I think that's the time I started to worry about if I was going to make it through the rest of the night. The first band that we saw? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that walk over. That walk over. Yeah. Yeah. Not... Not a straight line, let's put it that way. <laughs> and I think he was, right, he was drinking, he was pounding a beer and, you know, playing the fret with his left hand, like, you know. Yeah, 
yeah, finger tapping. Do you remember I that, remember. Brad? Yep. He came out. He took a big swig of beer, and he was doing hammer-ons <laughs> on guitar, and then he spit the beer straight up in the air. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Geyser style. Yep. Geyser yeah. style. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm all in. After that. <laughs> yeah, they were, again, short, obviously, five-song set, but it was... Uh, yeah, I mean, what a way to what a way to kick off the show, Mike. Any any memories specifically? The only song I really remember them playing was "Stoned and Drunk." Yeah, uh, that's the only song I remember. And like you said, four of them were off of "Blessed Hell Ride," which is my, the yeah. first one I owned, so I knew it. But I don't I don't remember this set at all. I remember them spitting beer in the air. Remember that? No. Don't no. remember what part of the show it was. <laughs> and I remember "Stoned and Drunk." As far as I know, that's the only song they played. But that's yep. what I remember. Yep. <laughs> JJ? I have no memory at all of that show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I, I, hammer on, Not probably, yeah. Stoned and drunk, all of that. Oh, so good. All right. So, yeah. So after that show, so the next two bands were Super Joint Ritual and I don't know how you pronounce this, but Demu Berger. I, I think they're a German band. I remember, so before Slayer came on, I remember us going kind of into the concessions area and there were there being TV screens like above the the concessions. I feel like we were watching the band, those bands from like in there. And getting, you know, and drinking and maybe getting food or something. That's my memory, I guess. My only memory of those other two bands. I don't know if anybody else. <laughs> I didn't know there were other bands. Yeah, so we were not in there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see them. Yeah, we weren't in no. our seats for them. In Demu Borgir. Hey, didn't we buy a, a, a random dude a beer because he had Venom shirt on? <laughs> yes. The, the guy's the jacket. The Venom yeah, the jacket. jacket. The Venom jacket guy. Yeah. Holy shit. I forgot about that. I think we kidnapped that guy and we, <laughs> and we had no idea what was going on and we bought him a beer. That's classic. That was the first time that guy was surrounded by five white guys with short hair who weren't cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. But yeah, that's, the, I, that's what I remember because I saw those other two bands. I'm like, shit, we didn't see them. But I remember being, I don't know how that place is laid out, but I remember being kind of inside and, and watching them on a on a screen. So um, so Slayer, Slayer's 10 song set list, Disciple, War Ensemble, Die by the Sword, Payback, Mandatory Suicide, Chemical Warfare, Dead Skin Mask, Hell Awaits, South of Heaven, Raining Blood. Song Breakdown, Show No Mercy, one song. Haunting the Chapel, EP, one song. Hell Awaits, one song. Rain and Blood, one song. South of Heaven, two songs. Season of the Abyss, two songs. Zero songs from Divine Intervention through Diabolus in Musica. One song from God Hates Us All. And one song from Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. It just a complete onslaught of... <laughs> Just a wall of sound. That's all I re that's all I remember. Yeah, if you're gonna see Slayer, that's that's the set list you want to see. <laughs> that's the 
And we saw it. And we saw it. Yeah. Just, uh, I, yeah, other than that, I don't remember anything really about them. I remember My, playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember specifics. It was just like, wow, Slayer. You know, I, and I think I'd seen Slayer before, but. Fucking yeah. incredible. That's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what stood out to you from Slayer? Uh, just being in front of the stage in front of Slayer and Tom Araya was right there. We were like Did, seven feet. Didn't Jay go down to the front from our seats? Didn't he just work his way down? I, I think was, he that did. when you did that, Jay? You went I, down I, to the front. I probably I, did. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I it's what I tend to do. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did for sure. But that yeah, so Mike, back to your you you're, you asked about Jay getting his T-shirt. So yeah. it was it was between Slayer and Priest that Jay disappeared. I think we yeah. were all in our seats, you know, waiting for whatever eight o'clock or whatever time it was that they were expected to be on. We're like, where, where is Jay? Jay? Right, classic Jay disappeared <laughs> on us. And so, what did we what did we see? I, I, all I remember is we're turning around and somebody goes, oh my God, there he is. And all of a sudden there's just this man walking above the crowd with this fucking 30 years of metal, British steel, Judas Priest shirt on, high-fiving everybody as he walked by. And that man was Jay Johnson. Uh, and we were like, God, like, like he timed it perfect. He was gone like the whole time. Like, I think we were worried he was going to miss the show or part of Priest. And I just we all saw him walking by, high fiving people with the British steel shirt on. It was fucking incredible. It was just like the red carpet was rolled out, and here comes Jay. I had so much street cred just buying that shirt and turning around and showing everybody thirty years of fucking metal. I was there for yep. every one of them. Yep. <laughs> I think so. Jay, I had to own that. Jay basically opened for Judas Priest that night. <laughs> absolutely that yeah that was so he jay was by far the happiest guy in that entire <laughs> pavilion i mean if it, again the fact that we were like where is he you know did he did he is he is he gone are we not going to see him until the end of the show and all that and all of a sudden he just appeared high-fiving strangers just yep. loving just loving <laughs> Beer in Love one hand, high fiving people, walking to the seats like, "Oh my God!" Dude, I love, I love that shirt. I, I saw that and I said, "I gotta own that," so I bought it, put it on, and everybody else was seeing the same thing. It's like that's the best shirt fucking ever made. <laughs> awesome, it's so, classic entrance. Yeah, it was. It was. I remember seeing you guys, and I was kind of elevated and above, and yep. and you guys were down in the seats and. You know, once we locked eyes, it was just horns up and it was on. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, so Judas Priest, again, they hadn't been, right? Halford left in 91. And I was reading a little bit. They they actually reunited with him in 03. I'm not sure how many shows they did overseas, like in Europe. But this, yeah, so I mean, what is that? 13 years? Big deal. Big deal, obviously, and big deal for us because none of us had uh, none of us had seen them. So Judas Priest set list: Hellion, Electric Eye, Metal Gods, Heading Out to the Highway, The Touch of Evil, The Sentinel, Victim of Changes, 
Breaking the Law, Beyond the Realms of Death, The Green Man Alishi with the Two-Pronged Crown, Painkiller, Hellbent for Leather, Living After Midnight, and you've got another thing coming. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, how good is that? It's, it's, yeah, it's about as perfect as it could have been coming out of a 13-year hiatus without Halford, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. I mean, Jesus. Song Breakdown. Zero songs from Rockarola. One song from Sad Wings of Destiny. Zero songs from Sin After Sin. One song from Stained Class. Two songs from Hellbent for Leather. Three songs from British Steel. One song from Point of Entry. Two songs from Screaming for Vengeance. One song from Defenders of the Faith. Zero songs from Turbo and Ram It Down. Two songs from Painkiller. And obviously zero songs from Jugulator and Demolition. You, you couldn't put anything else really in there. I mean, I... I, I looked at that uh, again. I'm like, I, there's not, uh, there's not a fucking clunker in the bunch, man. <laughs> no, I mean, Mike, a, you, you might have wanted some more '70s now, right? Since you've, yeah, for sure. But go back into it now. Beyond the realms of death, the Green Man Alishi, that'll work. <laughs> Victim of changes, that'll cover it. I mean, I mean, yeah. right? That, that that's you know, yeah. There's some deeper stuff, but you know, then you're just getting nerdy. But yeah. uh, I mean, you you bring out just you know. One, two, right, left, punch, punch, punch. Yeah, Mike, because we don't want any music nerds. I mean, there's no music nerds on this on this yeah. episode right now. I'm so we definitely don't want any music dork. nerds. So, <laughs> so Andy, what what was your what's your memory of that show? I think my by this point I I was mind erased, so I don't remember any of it. I mean, looking back at the set list. Obviously, great, which you guys have alluded to. I'm surprised how long it was. Yeah, for not being the headliner. Yeah, the headliner, right, of that night. Right, Br- Brad C. Yeah, they, I think they had to play that list because you can't bring Judas Priest in to play five songs. <laughs> no, no. Who knows what time Judas Priest took the stage? Because I mean. When you're in one of those festivals, it's 20-minute sets until you get to, like, the last couple bands, and then they bring out a good 45-minute to an hour set. Yeah. They actually played more songs. Is that true? Than Sabbath. Yeah, they did. They yeah. played more songs than Sabbath. I think. I, guess I mean, the, this is definitely a co-headlining sort of situation, yeah. really. Correct. It kind of was. I think it was. I read a little bit that that's kind of how they, they said that. I, I guess my only memories was the hellion starting and like all of us just looking at each other you know and being like holy shit we're we're actually here and then metal gods because again i hadn't seen them before so you know halford walk doing the walk right the robot walk i guess is kind of something that kind of stands out to me and of course he had some he had some wardrobe changes there's nothing wrong with that he had some wardrobe changes throughout the show but that's, oh, he had to put yeah. on. He had to put on a Harley. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, for a, a reunion set list, I don't think I would have changed anything. For that, you know. trench, that trench coat that he comes out in must weigh—I don't know—275 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what was? What would? Do you have any memory of Priest? Kind of the first 
time or anything that stood out to you? And I'm just sure I loved it. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, I, I, it was something that I don't think I thought was ever going to happen. You know, I thought, you know, living in growing up in Nebraska, I think they bypassed us, you know, on the, some of those bigger tours, even in the, in the eighties. And it's like, Holy shit, are we ever going to, and then Halford leaves and are we ever going to see them? And when this presented itself, I think it was, uh, obviously a no brainer. Now, Brad, do you remember uh, the, for this stuff? Did, was this the time? Did we know set lists ahead of time back in at this point in time? I don't think so. I, I guess you know, I don't like know we do that now, for sure. How we can cheat? I, well, yeah, I mean, there was no set list FM, but there was online, you know, news stuff. And obviously this was not the first show of the tour. So we might have. I, I guess I don't remember. Because here's sure. what I remember specifically about this. this first when they, they played the Sentinel, and I, you know, if, I about fucking shit my pants with joy, if you, if that's a phrase. Um, because I, I, to hear that live, I didn't think they'd ever play that. I'm getting, you know, one of my favorite free songs. And it's not necessarily what I'd call a, a hit, even though it's one of their best songs, you know, that everybody knows type of song. And when, he played, when they played that, I, I couldn't believe it. And I was wondering, I remember that how elated I was. I, I'm like, they could have closed. After five songs, uh, I would have been happy as shit. Um, that's why I was kind of wondering, did I know that ahead of time? I, I can't remember if, you know, back then we were able to, you know, peek ahead like, like we do now a lot. So so they could have pulled a white snake and you would have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if Coverdale would have closed with the set note, yeah, I'd probably still be happy. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So again, they were amazing and it was, you know, obviously Tipton and KK and Ian can't forget. I mean, it was, yeah, it was everybody. So it was good, good, good stuff. So the news that they made the, uh, they made the rock and roll hall of fame just recently, right? Yeah. Thanks Jay for actually bringing that up. I didn't put that in my, I didn't update my, my notes, but that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty kick-ass. I mean, I, I didn't think they were probably ever going to get the nod. Um, they had to. Just, well, I know. There's just, you, again, you talk about influence and impact and, you know, that type of stuff, and they've, they've got all of that. So They deserve that bid for the Hall of Fame just from that fucking set list alone. <laughs> true statement. Absolutely true. <laughs> true statement. Definitely. Definitely. Well, so moving no, they on. had to wait. They had to wait. Sorry, they had to wait for the no. for the podcast. Is why they were like, "That's we got to wait. We can't do it until Brad puts out the official." Yeah, podcast. I mean, what are the odds that Priest is going to get? You know, the nominations are going to come out the week that we're recording episode one hundred. <laughs> About them, <It's, laughs> a part of them. <laughs> it's yeah. It's uh, it, that's not a coincidence. There, there must be what, some. I, I would have put them in the Hall of Fame without a vote right after they released Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> Definitely. Just put them in there. That's the way there, it goes. Just the, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I haven't done it yet, but I, I'm, I've always, you know, what I really want to do is paint Screaming for Vengeance on my garage door. <laughs> <laughs> on the outside? On the outside. <laughs> Got two garage doors. Hey, that may happen still. I'll help you. 
Yeah, I wouldn't put it past I wouldn't put it past Jay doing that. That would be that would be kick ass actually. So moving on to the well the headliner or the other co-headliner. So Black Sabbath set list, War Pigs, NIB, Fairies Wear Boots, Into the Void, Black Sabbath, Snowblind, Iron Man, close the regular set, Children of the Grave, and then Encored paranoid and i know i put that sabbath bloody sabbath in parentheses that was right off a of set list dot I, I don't know what that was i guess i don't know if they played as people were leaving the venue they may have played something over the pa i guess i don't know what that was unless anybody else remembers they didn't actually play any portion of sabbath, bloody sabbath but anyway it was on that it was on that set list so song breakdown two songs from the self-titled debut Four songs from Paranoid, two songs from Master of Reality, one song from Volume 4, and zero songs from Sabbath Bloody Sabbath through Never Say Die. Yeah, short set. Nine songs. I wonder what the heck that was about. How many minutes do you know? Jeez, you know what? I don't, but my yeah, my guess is they probably weren't on for more than an hour. I don't know. I don't know how many shows they were doing per week, but I wonder if Ozzy and the band, that's all they could take. Yeah. So again, this was not a reunited. I mean, this was not like a reunion tour for Sabbath. They got back together in 97, 98 timeframe. Mike, Matt and I saw them in Detroit in 99. So and I think actually part, maybe part of the 90 or part of this 2004 Ozfest may have been solo Ozzy overseas, or I think there were some solo dates even, but we got, obviously we got Sabbath in the, in the States. And I think, so Andy, I think that was your first time. Seeing Sabbath as a band. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so. I feel like I kind of have some vague memory of them. Uh, of really just Ozzy, I guess. It's kind of a memory that I have. Yep. And good. I'm, I'm looking back, I'm surprised how short the set list was, but it's good. I think we could all do without Iron Man, but you know, you're going to get it. Well, and I guess, I mean, yeah, they didn't really change their whole little reunion thing that they did. I mean, fairies wear boots. I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but the fact that they didn't have one song off of their last four albums as that lineup <laughs> i don't know i'm surprised that that's in there i don't know if it's one of their favorite songs or or why that's there judas priest definitely won the day uh as far as putting together a set list and maybe slayer yeah definitely definitely i think the one thing i remember about the show and brad and jay i you guys i mean <laughs> You guys had your own thing going on. Like, you know, the fact that, that this was the first time you probably had seen them. And I just remember you guys being in awe, kind of like when we saw Cooper in Lansing. I think you guys were both kind of in awe <laughs> that you were actually seeing them. So, Brad, what stands out to you? Or, Well, yeah, I mean, Black Sabbath, you know, like we started off with. That was kind of the beginning of everything, and to finally see him all these years later, with the original band playing these original songs, um, we sort of got lucky 
to see what they were doing, you know, 20 years before that. Yeah. Or right. So, yeah. Yep. I'm kind of glad they played the old stuff because that's everything we missed. And so True. It, was, it was a chance to kind of see what was popular back when we were five. Yeah. See, Brad, that's a great point. You know, I'm looking at this set list as a almost 50 year old. You know, and this show was almost 20 years ago <laughs> and I'm complaining about something. But, you know, in the moment, you're, you know, you're right. We have we had never, never seen them. So why not play? You know, again, I, I still think fairies is an odd choice. Every other song, you know, I can hum. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I know I just don't know. I don't know that one as well. So, Jay, what was your reaction to Sabbath? <laughs> I'm pissing. <laughs> of course you are. Do you have a piss cup? No, I'm in the bathroom of this fucking dive bar in Stillwater, Oklahoma, talking about Sabbath. The guy left the water on. What the fuck? Um, uh, hey, you know, that early shit, I, I you know... As far as nostalgia and stuff, <laughs> man, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, you, you're standing there in front of your freaking idol, right? And uh, they're just getting down deep into and <laughs> man, uh, for me, fairies wear boots is probably I don't know, maybe top five for me. Um, I, I, I agree. I love that one too. Fuck. You know, I, I started listening. I think Sabbath. I was when I really started getting into him was, uh, you know, I heard it was uh, "Speak of the Devil" was what really turned me on to all that. Oh yeah, there and you go. So, and, and, so I mean, yeah, we came in late um, and went backwards, but uh, so fuck, I don't know. It's just it's fucking Sabbath. It's Ozzy, freaking Tony Iommi, Geezer Butler standing you know 30 feet in front of you what are you gonna do <laughs> you're gonna listen <laughs> definitely definitely was I'm it bill ward him. bill ward was still playing with him right bill ward was there yep yeah see jesus i mean that is it so mike you're muted hey so, all right Sorry i know you're that. good I a, so I I, button, I was, yeah. yeah so i mean the three of us were matt uh mike and i were lucky enough to see him on the 99 not that any of us can remember anything about that i, do, I remember more show. sabbath at that show really than i do this one jesus yeah. because i think this one i just took for granted a little more because i that was the first time i'd seen priests and the, like we just talked about the set list was off the charts um you know this is pretty much probably the same set list we just saw you know three years before four five years before yeah similar um and i'm not saying it's bad or anything but I had seen it, you know, so right. um, that was, right. you know, second time through when that was the first time for Priest and hearing the stuff they played, I, I didn't think Halford, I wasn't sure if they could still, you know, bring the energy and stuff. So Priest to me was the highlight, because mostly because I had already seen the reunited Sabbath. Yeah. Um, so definitely. this, I don't remember, I was probably getting beers or just, you know, you know pissing my pants, I don't know. Uh, yep. hammered but uh, so yeah not so much for that one i do remember it but very very little compared to, to priest for sure yep matt would you say that priest won your day oh yeah yep 
I would agree. And again, part of it was because of what Mike just said that we, we saw it back in, back in 99. But uh, again, overall hell of a lineup. Again, I know they had maiden. I don't know what year that was. They, they had maiden on an Ozfest couple of years after this i don't remember if it was with black sabbath or if it was with ozzy solo but i know there were some issues <laughs> between bruce and sharon so i'm not sure that lasted as long as it was it was supposed to but i this this by far is the best lineup Ozfest lineup that i saw out of the shit mike and matt what did we see five of these i mean i guess matt and i saw one more than you mike but we yeah. probably saw four or five of them. No, and yeah, this was uh, this was like uh, this was the best. This was like this put everything. This is the pedestal. This is the the champion. Uh, the other ones, it's always fun, but it's always those always. It seems like you're in and out. You're like, oh, yeah. good band and eh, whatever band. Eh, I'll see these guys and eh, whatever band. Oh, another great band. And yeah. then Ozzy playing the same stuff again. So you know, <laughs> after you know, like you said, five or whatever. <laughs> you've seen a few of them but this one was just like it was just classic i mean it's, you know uh, brad cohen made the point earlier it's like this is just everybody who you would want to see and it's, it was it was basically this is my us festival i got yeah. to go to, to see. Right. you right. know that i can't right. imagine i if throwing megadeth and i probably would have committed suicide after the show <laughs> because nothing in my life would be better than that frankly <laughs> Uh, and by the way, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, hey, and Mike, Mike, at least Zombie wasn't opening. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> at Holy least Zombie shit. wasn't wasn't opening, right? It wasn't another Zombie solo yeah. Aussie uh, yeah. show that we yeah. we saw that like three times in a year or whatever Jesus it was. Right, <laughs> I know. I thought they were fucking conjoined twins. I mean, at one point. <laughs> mm. Oh, great, great show! Hey, Jay, for the day, like what? Are you, I mean, you hadn't seen Sabbath before, Priest or Sabbath that day? Oh God, yeah, Priest. Yeah, you know, and Sabbath, shit, close second. Um, Definitely, I've seen Ozzy a hundred times. So, but it was just so cool to see Iomi live. Definitely. All right, so now on to the band on the Bill Spotlight. I mean, th this being the 100th episode, we had to do something kind of epic. So I want, initially I threw out to these guys, hey, let's throw Screaming for Vengeance up against Defenders of the Faith, just kind of album v album. And then I started thinking, there's some other other podcasts have, have done shows where they'll take an album and put it up against an album and take track one versus track one, track two versus track two, three, three, you know. But and that's all great and and fine and you get some good matchups there, but you get some stinkers I think sometimes. So I thought, hey, how about actually putting some some songs up against each other that are make these guys sweat a little bit and in <laughs> in choosing what they're what they're gonna choose. So that is what we're going to do. We're gonna put these songs up against each other and and see what. Uh, See what everybody has to say. If anybody wants to talk about the albums as a whole, they can they can do that as well. So what I did is I took the track listing of Screaming in order, and then I took some songs from Defenders and kind of switched them around a little bit to, to make things hopefully a little bit interesting. So 
starting off so hellion electric eye versus the sentinel and i see mike shaking his head so you get to go first i hated you for doing this because <laughs> i thought it was going to be track for track and i'm like oh i can do that easy and then i saw this lineup and i'm like oh you dick <laughs> because this is much more difficult um yep. now this is just almost sort of blasphemy but i gotta go with sentinel i mean i do because it is it's one of my favorite pre-songs if not my favorite pre-song i mean it's 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 just it's so dark and brooding but then screaming and powerful just it yep. is the classic power screaming it's just it's just it's just the sentinel and like it's, yep. it's more of a hidden what i call uh track uh, i would say um as compared to you know some of the other more uh, famous ones let's say yep, uh, yep. but it's so goddamn good i just it's one of my favorite songs of all time so yep. i gotta go with that no still all right brad c um <laughs> again i hate you as well uh, <laughs> so hard i hate you um i'm gonna go with the hellion electric guy the only reason i picked it i like both and i had to go back and listen to both in detail <laughs> and good electric eye and the hellion well you know the beginning of electric eye my hairs on my arms to this day still stand up the live version and it stood up more than the Sentinel. So that's why I voted on it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Brad, what's the opening chord of uh, Hellion Electric Eye? I don't know. It's got to be either A or E is my guess. But I could it's be E. Wrong. I believe e. it's E. Well, it's the best fucking E ever played. <laughs> so it's Hellion Electric Eye for me. All right. All right. Matt, what are you what are you going with? Hellion Electric Eye. All right. Was it close or not? Yeah, but Hellion Electric Eye is just too iconic. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. I agree. All right. Yeah. Andy what C. A to, what a way oh. to open a show, too. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a Hellion Electric Eye. I think the words iconic and opener have both been said, but that that's it and it's just kind of burned into your brain as like as that opener but um you can't take away from the sentinel Ullman, no one's gonna fault you for picking that like it's blasphemy to have to make you choose yeah well and i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna fault him because i'm choosing the sentinel and again electric eye everything you guys are saying is it's the best opener and all that stuff but the sentinel five minutes it's it to me has more epicness to it and what i mean by that is there's there's different shit going on there's more trading off between kk and glenn on the on the soloing that riff that they only do for like 20 seconds before the solo i wish they brought that part back later in the song but it, to me it's just more it's more quote-unquote epic feeling and it's one of the best songs on defenders so 
I had to go with Sentinel. So I'm I'm with you, Mike. I'm with you. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) When I look back on this real quick, I I think another reason to pick Electric Eye is that was like the first big Judas Priest album I heard. Sure. So that is, you know. Oh, yeah. First time of whatever you do in life. Yeah. Seems absolutely. So that's absolutely. There's nothing more iconic than Electric Eye. (laughs) <laughs> just isn't <laughs> opens up and my hand immediately goes devil horns in the air no words spoken it's just muscle memory <laughs> so electric eye comes out the winner on that one So I left the second songs the same. So Riding on the Wind, track two, Jawbreaker. So Andy, we'll, we'll go to you. Riding on the Wind or Jawbreaker? Jawbreaker for me, a little heavier. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, I'll go Jawbreaker. Yep. BC? <laughs> Riding on the Wind. There you go. Yep, it's too good. <laughs> the other one, the other one's fine, but beg you to go listen to a live version of "Writing on the Wind." Yes, and you will change your vote. Like, All right, Jay, "Writing on the Wind" or "Jawbreaker"? Not even a question for me. "Writing on the Wind." Yes. Nice. Not even a fucking question. <laughs> So why do you choose riding on the wind? <laughs> you got that drum intro? Forget about it. As soon as you hear that, you know you're in. And yep. then you get to the chorus and it's like, it's just stop. It's too good. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Mike? Riding on the wind. Yeah. Um, to me, it's the best. You know, heading out to the highway was a big one for them about, you know, you know, the, the the riding the bike on the thing, riding on the wind, just kicks ass. Like Jay just mentioned it, that drum intro, yeah, just killer. And and Halford just bringing it, power all the way through. I agree, killer. Yeah, agreed. And I I think of that concert, that '82 Memphis concert we watched in the hotel room, and they played it second. I think they played it right after Electric Eye, and it's just a great. It works well second on the album, and it works well second in the set and just rips so so riding on the wind takes that one so next up bloodstone versus some heads are gonna roll brad cohen you're shaking your head bloodstone (laughs) bloodstone all the way all the way okay all All right all right how about Matt, Bloodstone, or some heads are going to roll? Uh, Bloodstone. Bloodstone. Jay, Bloodstone, some heads are going to roll. Not even a question here. Fucking Bloodstone. <laughs> heads are going to roll, kicks all ass, but Bloodstone is just too iconic and too good. All right, Andrew. Bloodstone for me, the, the chorus yeah jeez yeah yeah 
And I mean, the chorus. Can we talk about that riff for a second? (laughs) Yes, go. Good God. (laughs) Who does that? That thing is out of outer space, and it's just so cool. If I remember right, Bloodstone, uh, on the original recording, the guitar solo was so goddamn good, it faded out, and then they're like, holy shit, that's good. And they faded it back in. Wasn't that Bloodstone? <laughs> I think it. I think you I think it may be, actually. Yeah. Have you ever heard a song where they fade the guitar solo back in because it's so good? <laughs> I'll tell you one. what. Now that you bring up the solo, so the first I think mention of the solos. So I've got my my Defenders of the Faith CD. I can't find my Screaming CD for some reason, but in the liner notes, it talks about who does the lead breaks in there right what what band what other band does that so i'm guessing they do it in screaming as well but what was funny is i'm listening to apple music and i'm watching the lyrics go on my phone when it gets to the solo it says who's playing the solo (laughs) on the lyric thing on apple music i'm like holy shit that's that's awesome mike Bloodstone, head's going to roll. Well, if there's going to be a song that you're going to have blaring in a really high-end hotel, jumping around screaming in a ballroom that you shouldn't be in, you're probably going to have to go with Bloodstone. But There's uh, no like... fucking way they should have let us into that ballroom, by the way. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Heads Are Gonna Roll because I Ooh. fucking love that song. Yes. I love some heads are gonna roll. I love the layered vocals Alfred does over that and the like the pre-chorus. That is just to me that's some Alfred at some of his best. Just that. The layered vocals Alfred does pre-chorus is some of the best he's ever done on that song. Uh, and and I love once again, I hate you because I love both these songs, but yep. to me when I listen to it, that that sticks out to me almost more than anything. Yeah. So I, you know, obviously Bloodstone's going to win. Some Heads Are Going to Roll is one of my favorite songs on, I've hell, Matt probably remembered. I've played that at some of our just two-person pre-games before I pulled that song out. I, I love that song, but the first 15 seconds of Bloodstone, <laughs> just that, whatever, whatever that, describing that, those harmonics or whatever the fuck he's doing, it's just too good. It's too good. And yeah, Jay already brought up the hotel, the hotel room. So uh, Bloodstone is going to take that one. Okay, so now take these chains versus night comes down. Mike, back to you. Night comes down for this one. Uh, um, take these chains is okay. It has some parts in it I like. Uh, I remember, you know, both of these cassettes I had, I remember listening to on my Walkman, like specifically. So I was able to hear a lot of the stereo stuff uh, with the vocals and the guitars in particular. But um, so I remember that was like, take these chains, but night comes down darker to me. You know, I like the dark, Um, more brooding and just bigger. Halford has some just the the high end Halford. shows up there again um so for this one yeah two of my 
lesser favorite songs on these albums, but Night Comes Down for me. Yep. Okay. Brad? Night Comes Down. Yeah. And for some reason, it reminds me of high school and Jay's house. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that's where I go when I hear that song. Yep. Yep. Andy? It's Night Comes Down for me. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lo- love that it's uh, mellower at parts, but yeah, very good. Yep. Matt? I'll go Night Comes Down. Yeah. JJ? Take these chains. Oh my gosh. Look at that. It's. The guy's. He's pleading from the heart. Take these chains off of my heart. I've been in that situation so many times. Getting fucked over in so many different ways. I'm going take these chains. Oh. Yeah, so I'm going night. Night comes down as well. Actually, that song reminds me. There's a similar song on Painkiller. Shoot, I can't remember the name of the song. But anyway, Night Comes Down. Just going to take that one. Touch of Evil? Touch of Evil. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Next up. Pain and Pressure versus Heavy Duty, and I combined Heavy Duty, Defenders of Faith. Those are basically one song. So it should be uh, Pain and Pleasure. Or Pain and Pleasure. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Pain and Pleasure versus Heavy Duty, Defenders of the Faith. Andy, what do you think? Heavy Duty, Defenders for me. Yeah. So good. Uh, Whatever they did to combine those two kind of different songs classic priest that rules yep this is probably the only one that i totally know what my brother's gonna do <laughs> heavy think. duty defenders <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. might be the best thing on both of those albums <laughs> whoa so brad c Heavy duty defenders. Yeah. Yep. But I like them both. That's a tough one. Yeah. JJ? What are the choices? Pain and pleasure, heavy duty, defenders of the faith. (laughs) This one is not even a question. Heavy duty. (laughs) Yep. All right. Michael? Uh, To make it unanimous, uh, heavy duty. I mean, that's. Talk about the, one of the best outros on an album. It's just classic. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll make it the clean sweep. So, it, yeah, and my, my, my only comment was one of the best ways to end an out. Al- yeah, an album. I mean, just, totally. just so so cool and i you know i'm more familiar overall with screaming but matt has kind of introduced me he's hell he's played i think we've listened to heavy duty defenders of the faith at the end of one of our <laughs> pre-games which is which is kind of cool to do and it, it was directly directly related to matt doing that so 
So the next one, I, I think this, to me, this is the most difficult one on the whole thing versus it, the first one, the first matchup was hard, but Screaming for, for Vengeance versus Free Will Burning. Oh. So, Andy? <laughs> I, I'll go Screaming. I, I think maybe the best, the most unique vocal performance you could pick, perhaps, and he's got a lot of them. Uh, Free Will Burning is one of them. Uh, so yeah, I don't have a I don't have a strong opinion, but I, I would go screaming. Yeah. Okay, Michael. God damn it again. Yeah. Uh, this... I hate you. Uh, no, it, it, you got to go with screaming for this one. I mean, I I love Free Will Burden. Love it. But screaming for vengeance that to me is an iconic pre-song. Uh, it's Halford. I mean, it's screaming for vengeance. It's, Judas Priest. It's the Halford. I mean, if you can sum up Judas Priest in a song, it's screaming for vengeance. So, I, yeah. it, it just rules. The, the power behind it, just, it doesn't stop. It starts out, it's just kick in the face the whole time. So, screaming. Yep. Brad? Yeah, I agree with Mike. This one's a, a screaming all the way. This is a song that starts with a scream and ends with the screen. <laughs> and they're fucking awesome. I dare anybody to try that. <laughs> Good luck. Like, I'm gonna write a song. I'm gonna start with the scream, and I'm gonna end with the scream. Anybody have a problem with that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts? I, free will. Ah. Nice. Explain your reasoning. <laughs> I li- I like screaming for vengeance. Never loved it. Just like it. Hmm. It's a little little chaotic in parts. <laughs> JJ. Oh, Jay, you're on. You're muted, Jay. He's pissing again. <laughs> Hey, my bad. I was on mute. Thought you were I pissing. I am going with free will burning. Ah. Uh oh. And I'll tell you why. Screaming rules. Free will burning rules harder. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our first tie because I'm going with free will. Wow. You know, it. Um, I, I think with screaming, I mean those those screams in the chorus are my favorite parts of that song. Just that whatever that howling, especially the second one in the second chorus, that howling that that happens and the scream at the end. We might have to do an episode just about that scream versus the victim of changes scream and see which oh, one God. which one wins. But anyway, I free will burning. Just his, I don't, I don't know how you'd even describe the, the, the fast folk vocal delivery part that he does. I mean, look at the lyrics to that and listen to him delivering that. And it's look like before you leave, has never been the way we keep our wood. It's free. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, just blow, blows me away. And I get, yeah, Mike brought up the video earlier. I can still remember the video. What a, 
whoever thought of that concept with how big arcades were i mean that was that was brilliant to actually tie that into it so anyway so that's our first <laughs> that's our first tie guess we'll see if that impacts anything here at the at the end but moving on you've got another thing coming versus love bites michael love bites nice love that song love talk about the guitar and it's not even just the, the vocal on this to me it's that guitar it's that the solo when it just breaks down just so low and it's just a little pick and peek. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it starts with the slide, the, the pick slide. Oh, God damn. The pick slide opening the solo just just kills it for me every time. It's, yep. that's, a, that's a little hair razor just talking about it. I love, I, it. I love that, man. <laughs> Matt, what, would, what do you think on those? I go Love Bites. Oh, nice. Brad C., Love Bites, you got another thing coming is good, but that's the song that's overplayed. Sure. Yep. So we're all sick of it. It's yep. good, so we're sick of it. <laughs> Play Love Bites. Andrew? Yeah, Love Bites, same, the same thing. I think the fatigue of you got another thing coming is kind of the one that, that even the non-fans know, which is fine. Yep. But Love Bites, plus Love Bites, as Allman pointed out, stands up on its own. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I pinned these two together because really they were the, well, I guess Free Will Burning was the first single or video, but, um, you know, Love Bites was a single also. I'm actually going with, with you got another thing coming. I, I, as fatigue as it is, I don't turn the channel or I don't, Turn it off if I hear it. This the that call and response guitar riff during the verse just gets me every time. The tone of it, it just is so good. I love love bites. Actually, that bass intro <laughs> is so good. They bring it back later in the song. Love that part of the song. But I I just yeah, you got another thing coming. That part of it is is too good. We lost Jay. Oh, totally. Jay is gone. Yes, so we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah, it didn't. Uh... <laughs> By the way, on Love Bites. Love Bites. Did, did Ian Hill demand the ba the bass part? Because the guy has been in the background for 50 years. <laughs> and, he, and he pretty much started the band. Yeah, right. Right. He was and one of like, the original ones. He's like, screw it. This one, it's all mine, boys. I get one every 25 years. <laughs> I'm just going to send Jay a note saying to click on the link again and you can get back in. Why wouldn't Jay be in a bar? A bar in Stillwater. <laughs> how far is he from Tulsa in Stillwater? I don't, Matt. Do you know how far that is? You went to a well, game. He, he, he said he's like an hour and a half away from home. Oh, hour and a half. Wow. You're right. He did Cause say he, cause, that because you sent out the things that an hour before we go, and he's like, "I ain't gonna make it." 
Yeah, because that's by Oklahoma City somewhere, isn't it? I think so. I think it's that direction, isn't it? Or yeah. is it north? Yeah, it's definitely west. Yeah. Definitely Great. pretty much straight west. South of Wichita, right? Right below? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if he dials back in, I'll get his vote, but it's not going to pro- it's not going to matter cuz you guys all chose Love Bites. So next up, Fever versus Eat Me Alive. This was kind of an awkward one. I, I feel like all the other ones kind of kind of matched, but this one was kind of a leftover a leftover one. Um what are your thoughts, Brad Cohen? I'm going to go with Fever. Um, just, I don't know. Both of these are not my favorite. Eat Me Alive. Yeah. Weird. Kind of a weird yeah. song. It's not yeah. bad. But not yeah. Mike? Mike? Um, yeah. I These are my least favorite songs on, on each album. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Fever has that uh, ending part where he has the little vocal part where it's he takes it up super high, and I so I always appreciate that. Where he, you know, he he, he doesn't just you know do the uh, falsetto; he sings that high, which is yeah. always impressive. So whenever he does that to me, I'm I'm always just like, wow, goddamn. So I'm gonna give it to Fever. Um, least favorite songs in each album, but Fever gets it. Yeah, yeah. Matt, what do you think? I'll go Fever. Yeah. Okay. Andrew. I'm another vote for fever. I don't love either one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually voting for fever as well. And Mike, you yeah, you bring up that bridge or whatever it is. They you know that breakdown where yeah, it's just, it's very very cool vocally, and that kind of that always stood out to me so wrapping it up so devil's child versus rock hard ride free almost kind of put these together because they both had riffs that had a lot of space in them and you know they weren't just full-on kind of metal fast songs they had some groove to them so andy what do you think i like devil's child a little more uh, I mean, Rock Hard, Ride Free is kind of anthemic and great. And I love that, too. But probably if I had to, done to my head, Devil's Child, I like better. Yeah. Okay. Mike? Devil's Child. Yeah. If for nothing else, because Matt and I used to listen to that and just rock it out and we'd talk about how good Devil's Child was. So, <laughs> Devil's Child. There you go. Well, speaking of Matt, Matt, I know you uh, like both, both of are, these songs. <laughs> both are outstanding, but I'd have to go with Devil's Child. Yeah. Yep. Brad? Devil's Child. Yeah. And that's another, that is another sweep. Devil's, yeah, Devil's Child is just too good. That that pre-chorus whoa no you're so damn wicked <laughs> so so good so good all right so if i look at this so we got what one two three four five yeah so five screaming and three songs from defenders of the faith and the one tie between screaming for vengeance and free wheel burning 
And again, I combined the songs, right? Hellion and Electric Eye are one, and Heavy Duty and Defenders of the Faith are one, so it's giving us nine. You know, Mike, I know Defenders means a ton to you. <laughs> and, you know, putting these songs totally. against each other the way I did, I know it, it yeah. kind of right. screw with you on, on maybe which album, you know, means more. Um, I know Defenders was your, you had it on cassette. Oh, yeah. Well, Defenders was my first album. I got them in reverse order. I had Defenders first and then, uh, and then Screaming. Yeah, uh, but I used to listen to both of them religiously. So, yeah. but Defenders to me overall, if I had to pick one, it was going to be Defenders. And yeah. as, as great as the songs are, but uh, yeah, yeah, Matt, if you had to pick one album, I know I you know kind of twisted this around by putting these songs up against each other. Which album would you go to? Probably Defenders. Yeah, that does, that doesn't surprise me. Andy, what about you? I went with Defenders also. Wow. Yeah, I mean, just top to bottom. There's one weak song with Eat Me Alive, but the rest is all really, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Brad? Oh, sorry, Andy. Oh, that's fine. Go for it. Brad? What would you go with? I would go with Screaming. Yeah. It, that that album put the M in metal. Yeah, and I, I would go. I, I love them both. I'd go with screaming just because I'm I, I'm probably more familiar. You know, I, again, I've heard those songs more. Um, and you know, like Jawbreaker and Eat Me Alive. You know, those songs I I don't know quite as well as I do devil's child and bloodstone you know for for example and screaming so i would go with screaming overall so anyway interesting that was interesting sorry to make you guys sweat you guys hate me now i know but <laughs> what about this one what about kk downing or glenn tipton <laughs> jesus uh and again, go back to, like I said, go to fucking Apple Music and click on the lyric button and you can see who's playing which lead when. It's fucking hilarious on the lyric thing. But yeah, I don't, that's a, I, well, Brad, I mean, you're the only good, well, Mike, Mike played guitar. What would you choose guitar player wise? Who do you oh, prefer? <laughs> I don't know. That, that's, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's it. Yeah, I don't. It's almost like I think Glenn Tipton was a little more technical. Yeah. Cake Downing looked more the part. Right. Right. So combine them, and you got Judas Priest. Nothing better than that. And I think Glenn Glenn was part of the right. He he helped found them. I think right. I believe he was there way back when. I mean, were they both? Maybe they both were. I guess I don't know that for sure I want to say Ian Hill and Rob Halford Ian Hill was dating Rob Halford's sister or something I think they okay got yeah okay so they sort of started and then Glenn Tipton came after that yeah okay I think gotcha do Andy do you do you have any answer for that Andy on which guitar player <laughs> 
I don't know enough about the art of guitar to have an opinion. It always seemed to me that Tipton seemed more effortless yeah. in, in playing, but it just may be the style and KK was more playing the part of the rock star. So I, I can't pick, I mean, I don't know enough about, and I haven't done what you've suggested and looked at who's, who's <laughs> kicking in here and who's kicking in there. I wouldn't be able to tell you which yeah. guy. I mean, obviously if we're seeing live, it's different, but right. you're just, you're just listening, man. I got nothing. Brad. I mean, that's like Dave Murray or fucking Adrian Smith. What? <laughs> yeah. It's another tough one. But like you're saying, it's the fact that they are, you know, they complement each other so well and it, and you know, the end product is, is, is so good. Um, that, you know, yeah, that's, I'm not sure I can answer that question because they all get credited for, you know, Halford, KK and Glenn all get credited with the songwriting. So it's not like one is doing more songwriting than the other. <laughs> they're all, they're all kind of equal. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but Brad threw out KK versus, oh, you got credit. <laughs> Special guest, <laughs> special guest star. Yeah, it's uh, volume oh, four. Sure, audio man. out. Shady can't hear it. I forgot my the audio is in uh, my earpiece. So, Craig, say hi to everybody. <laughs> well, here, so hey, Mike, tell him since Jay dropped out, I'm gonna send yeah. him the link. Oh, sweet, he can do the last segment with it. Right? Yes, he can. Yeah. Yep. Hey, yep. Brad's gonna send you a link uh, so you can join because because Jay's gone. He's going to send you a link. Check your email so you can join us for the. Tell him Jay's uh, at a bar. Yeah, I did already. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Email or text, Brad? Um, Email. Email. He's going to email you. It'll be emailed. Yeah, all right. See you in a second. (laughs) I've actually. I I forgot to get my fucking earphones in so my mic and stuff didn't work. I was going to bring them up and have them say my. I'm like, oh shit, it ain't working. <laughs> you idiot. That's hilarious. That's great. I know. Right. I, it's funny because he's such a, a, a part of it now. I'm like, it's kind of weird to not have him here, even though he's not here. Like, Jay would say, is Garen here? And you're like, no, he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I had a little something up my sleeve. <laughs> uh, yeah. You did that. You did that in Denver, too. You, you tricked yeah, us. Yeah, because we, we got another segment coming up, so I had to get some uh, reinforcements. Oh, and had a wardrobe change on the podcast. He did. That's right. He's yeah. like Hal, He's like Halford. <laughs> <laughs> so on to the Slamfest tip of the week. So obviously epic pre-gaming. Matt, the thing I remember about this most is that you and I got on a conference call the night before we flew out. And when... <laughs> You went through your CDs, I went through mine, and we wanted no duplicates. Because <laughs> we didn't want to waste space in our luggage. <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny. It was so funny. We Again, we talked about pictures that Andy took, and we've actually got pictures of some of the CDs that we brought. So an ACDC Brian Johnson mix, ACDC Bon Scott mix, ACDC bootleg Joe Lewis Arena, 1983, Flick of the Switch Tour, ACDC Live, except no substitutes compilation, Aerosmith, 
1970s mix, Anthrax, Spreading the Disease, Black Label Society, 19 Eternal, and Blessed Hellride, Black Sabbath, The Wheels of Confusion box set, Live Evil, and a 1980s mix, Britney Fox, Best Of, Buck Cherry, Time Bomb, Cinderella, Best Of, The Cult, High Octane Cult, The Darkness, Permission to Land, Dio, Anthology, Dokken, Best Of, Great White, CD Mix, Fastway, CD Mix, Halford, Resurrection, Iron Maiden, Live After Death, and Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Judas Priest, a CD Mix, Metalworks, and Metology, Kiss, Alive, Destroyer, Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun, and the box set, Discs 1 through 5, Kicks, a CD mix, 1981, 85, and 91, a Kicks Dirty Looks CD mix, an LA Guns CD mix, a Metal Church Megadeth CD mix, Metallica Master of Puppets, and a CD mix, Motorhead The Best Of, Ozzy Live and Loud, and a CD mix, Rat, Rat and Roll, Saxon, a CD mix, Scorpions, Worldwide Live, and the Mercury Years compilation, Skid Row, Slave to the Grind, Gene Simmons, Asshole, Tesla, Into the Now, and a CD mix, Josh Todd, You Made Me, Twisted Sister, a CD mix, Velvet Revolver, Contraband, White Snake, Here I Go Again, White Snake Collection, a Y&T CD mix, and lastly, Rob Zombie, Past, Present, and Future. We were, we were being so anal about that we didn't want to waste a slot in our CD cases by bringing a duplicate, so we called each other the night before to, to bring stuff. And then, Matt, you were the fucking savior, though. You checked your big boombox, I think, didn't you? You like had to check it on the plane. <laughs> so, so we had oh, something. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. I mean, I think you were worried. You're like, fuck, is this thing going to get destroyed by <laughs> the luggage people <laughs> but it didn't well, the next time somebody checked some luggage we gave them shit for <laughs> years i was just following matt's example yeah <laughs> yeah but andy wasn't bringing a fucking kick-ass boombox that boombox fucking kicked ass too it was <laughs> it was awesome loud well, it's so interesting to talk about some of these things from this first slam fast, and we're and like I had to ask, hey, did we know the set list ahead of time? And right. you know, all the CDs we had to bring uh, to make sure yes. we had music, and yes. you know, just how it's changed so much. Yeah, in our time, as from being old when we started it to being <laughs> fucking older now, and wow. still doing it, and how it's completely changed traveling. And everything uh, is interesting. That in itself is kind of interesting how it's changed so much. The pre gaming. We still piss in cups, though. I mean, that's yeah. the important part. So. <laughs> oh, look at that special guest, Craig. Craig. <laughs> I, 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 came, I came in right at pissing cups, so. It's <laughs> a good place to come in. Yeah. <laughs> and I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> that's all we've been talking about for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so 
yeah. So, you know, it was funny at this at this pregame. I remember I tried to write down the songs that people were choosing. Look how primitive that was. Instead of taking pictures of somebody's phone as they're playing a song, I remember I started that and I stopped it. Obviously, probably because I couldn't write anymore after <laughs> after however long that we had been doing that. But you know, Mike, we we talked about the pillars of madness, right? Our our uh, beer can craziness that. Uh, got a picture of that actually there's a picture in there of the sliding door of that room that we were in being busted which is a oh, funny picture that's right yeah that's <laughs> out to our little patio <laughs> that we had where i think we were smoking cigars during that but you know unfortunately jay's gone but a couple funny things that jay so again i think and if somebody can correct me, I feel like Jay coined the phrase Slam Fest. And I don't know if that's right. I I think that it is. I agree and, 100%. Unless yeah. I'm also wrong. Yeah. And I think, again, I think it had, obviously, we were at an OzFest and we were slamming beer and he just fucking joined them together, you know, and it it just made sense. But he also, late in the, late in the pregame, he drew a line in the carpet if you guys remember, with his foot, like he drawing a line in the sand. And he said, who's in for this next year? You know, step on this side. And if you're not in, you're on this side of the line. So <laughs> I think everybody got on the line that we were doing this, going to be doing this again. And of course we, of course we did. And he, any other, you know, the wake-up call thing was fucking hilarious. Jay calling the front desk in the middle of the afternoon asking for a wake-up call at four so we could get to Black Label. <laughs> but other than that, and looking at the pictures, trying to remember things, I don't know if anybody else remembers anything specifically about that. No, nope. you, you nailed it, Brad. But the thing for me was Jay calling it Slamfest. That total Jay thing. We were at Odds Fest, and he's called. I don't know what was this Slam Fest thing. Yeah, I think he just said it, like yeah. totally organically. Didn't think about it, or it just came out of his mouth. It's been Slam Fest ever since, and uh, and the drawing the line in the carpet, and and, and and we all felt it. It was like this is just incredible. I can't. And he's like, he he just said it. What we were all maybe thinking. He's like, we got to do this every year. Who's with me? And he <laughs> took his foot, drew a line in the carpet. And like everybody got on one side <laughs> and uh we've been doing it for you know almost 20 years 18 now. yeah almost 20 years now yeah yeah so i'm rounding up yeah yeah brad <laughs> i was just thinking i don't know if it was this Ozfest or where it was but where did we see three inches of blood oh god <laughs> i'll just say detroit because <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the band or literally three inches of blood? Well, sometimes it's both. But they were they were on a it was a daytime stage, middle of the day, three inches of blood outside, and I can't remember where it was. Ah, shit. Yeah, I can't either. It was on it was on the B stage. It was on the B stage. It was probably you know what, Brad? That might have been. Didn't you and Jay and my brother go to an Ozfest at this same venue? 
that band Lordy was on. That was like the free Ozfest. Was that oh, that? Maybe. That might have been it, actually. I think you're right. Yeah. You're right. I was in my head. I combined both of those. But I think yeah. Right. Same venue. Same venue for sure. So, so back at the beginning of this, I talked about. You know, I use this little old Omaha Civic Auditorium ticket stub that I've altered to kind of tease the episodes. And I put put that on Facebook and there's a couple of funny things on there. So I got rid of Omaha. So it just says Civic Arena Auditorium, but it says Slam Fest and it's got the logo, but it says it's a two cap minimum presentation, (laughs) 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 which is obviously directly oh related God. to this and andy there's a picture you've got a picture of the like the top of the <laughs> jägermeister bottle you know i think in that in that grouping of pictures so i don't know where that came from again probably a jayism of some sort with regards to we've got jaeger and it's a two cap minimum i i think <laughs> that um jay was passing out shots yeah. And I don't know what anybody else said, but I know what I said, which was, there's no way in hell. Like at, at the end of, you know, 14 beers deep, I am not going to start doing shots. And so he changed it to a two cap minimum. And he was, he was filling, filling the bottle cap. So That's right. I, That's I good. Know. Yeah. I know. I, I think I was the one backing down from the shot. I was thinking that there's no way I won't even get there. I, I it's funny because Andy, in, in, all, in all of his wittiness, he's got little phrases attached to every picture that he's taken. And so one of the pictures that he took that's got the the boombox, the CDs, Pillars of Madness, and all that in the background. There's a shot glass in there, and that that picture is titled all that you need (laughs) that's all that it says so there was a real shot glass but like andy said jay try you know we we reduced it down to a two cap minimum and then the ticket number on that ticket that i use for that says ticket number 2004 which is obviously 2004 because of the the year that this uh that this whole thing started so there's your there's your easter eggs on that ticket stub and and what we what we use it for but yeah i i i wish i kept what i wrote down again i didn't write down all the songs andy i remember you i saw the cd in one of the pictures of live evil you played a song off of black sabbath live evil don't know don't know why i remember that i don't either (laughs) why you remember that (laughs) but you did it was in it was in the cd case and i you may have played the, the the uh the song black sabbath off of there but anyway that's the only that's like the only thing i remember playing and you know i think we were all ready for to party uh we were obviously a lot younger so we could party harder and the lineup we knew going in sometimes the lineup is great and you don't know until 10 years later that the lineup was great but we knew we knew going in Oh my God, look at the lineup. We knew, and, and I think that that's made it magical. Does, does anybody else remember, maybe I can end this segment with this. Jay had his computer, he had a laptop in the other room of the room that we were partying. 
and he would take CDs. He'd come, he'd run in, he'd grab some CDs and take off back right. to the room. I'm like, what the, f- what, are, what are you doing? And he, he came back in and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, whatever you've got, I've got. <laughs> so he's <laughs> uploading every fucking CD over the whole weekend. I think that that's- guy ripped so many CDs that weekend. No, I remember because first of all, I had the priest yeah. box set. Yes. Yep. And then one of us, I don't know if it was me or who else, had the Sabbath box set. Box set, yeah, yeah. And one of these two, he was like, holy shit, I need that. <laughs> and like, he went like immediately to his room and burned the shit out of that. And then he just kept going, hey, I don't have that. You know, because like I said, this was back, you know, so long ago when it was not easy to have stuff. You didn't own right. it, you started to buy it. Right. Uh, right. Unless you knew Matt, who would just copy <laughs> shit for you, would give you CDs. So, Unless uh, I mean that's actually though that's something that BC might have said was that that wasn't you Brad was it was that Jay that was Jay that sounds like something Jay would do okay yeah it is but the saying of whatever you've got I've got I probably <laughs> copied it off his copy <laughs> there you go like a third generation shit show <laughs> hey Soundways of Dusty's just later on you know exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We ruined the music business with all of our copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun stuff. But yeah, that was epic. Lots of jumping off of beds. You know, lots of, you know, air guitar playing. I think I the one other thing I remember is for whatever reason, and we were seeing a fucking metal show. So I don't know why I played a Steelheart <laughs> song. I played a Steelheart. <laughs> Steelheart, everybody loves Eileen. That's got some serious drumming. I was sitting on a cooler. There's a picture of me doing this drumming. And after that song, I remember Jay saying, I want to sit next to that guy (laughs) 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 at the show. So, Andy, that's so, I mean, pictures, you know, God bless you, Andy, for bringing a camera because I I would have never remembered that until I saw the picture. Of did anybody me else playing? There's like two pictures of me playing the air drums. Did anybody else song. own a camera at that time? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't on our phone, so he no, we have no pictures of the no. show because we couldn't bring uh, it in. That was a one <laughs> megapixel digital camera. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good You're gonna post those on the Facebook page. I am. I'm, yeah, at least, at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. I will. Some but of them are just, epic. Just curious now because this was a you know in Colorado, Denver. Uh, Craig, I know you you weren't there, but you know you you since joined the Flame Place uh, crew here. Where were you in 2004? Because I know you're you're in Colorado now. Where were you 2004? I was in. I was. I was same place. Um, I was in Fort Collins, and at the time, four year old just doing life it wasn't until our i think our 20th reunion when matt kind of recruited me and explained what you guys do (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't a hard sell wasn't matt no (laughs) well explained what you did did you draw a line in the carpet and make you jump over it and say hey are you in (laughs) i think at one point i told him keep talking (laughs) and then of course it was a denver show craig that we that's when you came yeah rock and roll hall of famers man yeah 
Yeah, definitely. And the and the short and white snake show. <laughs> He's still always, don't I? He's still they're apparently they're going out on a farewell tour, so maybe we can get it. Maybe we can get what, what he owes us at that point. But but the venue as well. You know. Oh Red Red Rocks, man. I've Only never time been I've to ever Red been Rocks. there. I've never oh yeah, there. Mike. Yeah, Still. I know. yeah. You didn't see Still. that show. You no. know they they don't book much metal there, dude. Not enough seats. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that was like pretty plus fortunate. The, plus the so. walls have come down too. That that'd be unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So to close this episode out with which side are you on? So let's, we talked about Priest a ton, obviously. So let's talk about the other headliner. So Black Sabbath and going to kind of mix this up than what I normally do and put side one of one album of Sabbaths up against side one of another Sabbath album. So Masters of Reality or Master of Reality versus Volume 4. Master of Reality released July 21st, 1971. Produced by Roger Bain, charted number eight, and is certified two times platinum. Volume four, released September 25th, 1972. Produced by Black Sabbath and Patrick Meehan, charted number 13, and is certified one times platinum. So side one of Master of Reality, Sweet Leaf, After Forever, Embryo, Children of the Grave, versus Wheels of Confusion, The Straightener, Tomorrow's Dream, Changes, FX, and Supernaut. Well, shit, Mike. Mike has that wardrobe change. I wonder where he's going to go. <laughs> well, of course I'm going with Master of Reality. But, um, no, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, Volume 4, to me, is just, uh, you know, after Paranoid, Paranoid to me is the ultimate you know, early Sabbath album. I mean, hands down. You look at that thing top to bottom. It, it broke them through in the United States, blah, blah, blah. Volume four, for a couple of reasons. One, my dad has the original album, which so I had a little experience with that. Um, but just, yeah, especially with side one, holy shit. Uh, tomorrow's Dream, for me, Tomorrow's Dream changes in the FX, which kind of leads right into Supernaut. It's just off the charts. Wheels of Confusion, yeah, give or take, you know, whatever. You know, but I did go back and listen to Masters of uh, Master of Reality, side one in particular. Sweet Leaf is one of my favorite uh, Sabbath songs, uh, for sure. Children of the Grave, awesome. But I got to tell you, what stands out for me the most is Embryo. You know, like, why the hell would that even stick out? It's a little instrumental. The only thing I can goddamn think of when I hear Embryo is... <laughs> sorry. Sabbath did Stonehenge, right? Yeah. yeah. Real thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, when uh, the the spoof movie, oh my god, Spinal Tap. Thank you, everyone. Jesus, naughty. Okay, edit this out. <laughs> Spinal Tap, and then the whole thing. They did a thing off that uh, where they, but they did the measurements wrong, and they had a dwarf dancing around Stonehenge, and they had that little instrumental, and that's all I hear when I hear Embryo.
when I hear Embryo, I, I see a dwarf dancing around Stonehenge, and I, I it's just like a, it, it's just, it's silly. Because I know they took some of that was like from Sabbath, but like in the opposite, like their Stonehenge was so huge, like they couldn't move it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did the reverse of that in, in Spinal Tap. So when I hear yep. Embryo, that's like, oh, bam, 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 bam. it's this little, you know, piece. <laughs> At any rate, uh, volume four, hands down. And uh, But I had to throw in the Embryo piece because I, I hear it and I, I think of a midget dancing that, around. That, that's so, hilarious. There you go. That's, yeah. Andy, what do you think? I'm a volume four guy. I, you know, it's probably because there's one extra song, so it's one extra good. <laughs> it's one more. It's one more. <laughs> Matt, what are your thoughts? Faster. Ooh. Is is Children of the Grave on side one? I don't yep. have the slides. Yeah, Sweet Leaf, After Forever, Embryo, Children of the Grave. Yeah, Children in the Grave. So I'm going with Master. You're going with Master. All right, Craig. What are your thoughts on those two? Um, love them both. Master of Reality. I had it was one of my first albums that I had, and I love Volume Four. But uh, I love that. I mean, Sweetly Fan, Children in the Grave, and After Forever. I got to go. Masters on side one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the bookends, shit on Master are are awesome. But I'm a <laughs> I'm a Volume Four guy. I think Mike on that episode, right? We did Master the whole album versus Volume Four, and I think we both chose Volume Four. Just the the guitar right. tone, uh, <sighs> Wheels of Confusion, Tomorrow's Dream, the variety a little bit. You got the you got changes on there, which is fucking awesome and super not. Changes to Supernaut, and then yeah. the FX instrumental going in. Side one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's changing his vote. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that a... two people on this call are wearing Volume Four paraphernalia <laughs> should say something. All right. There you go. <laughs> My mistake, but they're both killer. They are both killer. Oh no! Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. You got to choose. You know, who's your favorite kid? That's right. <laughs> that's ain't right. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. All right, back to you, Brad. Did you change your mind? Nope. <laughs> no. Master. Still going with Master. <laughs> yeah, they're both iconic as hell. But yep. I I don't know. I'm making you think. You gotta choose. Yeah. Still Tomorrow's like, dream. Still like, Come on. I know. <laughs> I know, but I mean. Let me pull up the set list here because I don't have it in front of me. But I mean, come on, Sweet Leaf right out of the gate. I know. Naomi yeah. coughing. Yeah. That's <laughs> so everybody could re vote now that I reminded him of Sweet Leaf. <laughs> How about Randy's version of Children of the Grave? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. I wonder what Jay would have chosen. Uh, he was He was pretty high on volume four back in the day. Hard to tell. Yeah. All right, guys. We did it. All right. Good seeing you guys. Thank you. See everybody. See ya. Fun time. See ya. Did anyone see OzFest 2004, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Slayer, and Black Label Society? If so, when and where, and what were your thoughts, memories, or stories from that show? 
What are your thoughts on Judas Priest's eighth studio album, Screaming for Vengeance, from 1982, versus their ninth studio album, Defenders of the Faith, from 1984, based on the songs we pinned up against during the episode? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on side one of Black Sabbath's Master of Reality from 1971 versus side one of volume four from 1972? Which side are you on? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. (laughs) 